Live from Austin, Texas, it's the KNA Sports Picks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Cofield and Associates. For over 20 years, specializing in Oracle application delivery. Hey all, it is Super Bowl week. Um, we've got on the line TK Maps, part of the KNA Sports Picks uh, staff. And before we get into our Super Bowl picks, uh, Tanner, let's let's break down uh, some of our observations for the NFL uh, playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, so, what what were some of your thoughts? Uh, what happened in the NFC? Well, um, I was honestly expecting the Saints to come out of the um, NFC. I thought they had played the best and the most consistent all year. And I personally wanted to see Drew Brees get one more shot at a uh, ring. Um, but, you know, the Rams were a great team, too. They went 13-3, and three, and at times they looked dominant all year. So it's not exactly a uh, surprise. I think besides for the Rams-Saints game, you know, it pretty much went chalk. Um, as a Cowboys fan, you know, it was fun to see the Cowboys beat the um, Hawks. I thought they might have had a shot at beating the Rams, but the Rams were clearly the uh, better team, and it was just not to be this year. Um, And, yeah, I think, of course, Bears fans will be disappointed. I think that they had a tough draw, and I think it would have been fun to see, you know, to see if the Bears could have done anything. But, you know, I think for the most part, you know, the Rams were a team a lot of people thought going into the year could win the – NFC, and we'll get into the controversial call more in, in a, a bit, but, you know, they did a lot to improve their, their uh, team, and, and, you know, and I think it paid off this year. Yeah, yeah, good takes. Um, I want to d- dive into the Cowboys a little bit, because we both, we both picked the uh, Cowboys to beat the Rams, so I had a couple questions for you on the, um, the Cowboys. What do you think, what's your takeaway, what was the biggest key you thought why the Rams were able to um, to beat the Cowboys? Their running game. Um, you know, the Cowboys all year, and you saw in their first round win against uh, the um, Seahawks, that they could stop the run, that they could limit what teams could do on the um, ground. And that was a big part of why they had their second half run and why they beat the Hawks in round one. Um but they just couldn't stop the uh, Rams. I mean, I think, you know, maybe there were, they held them to one or two punts the entire game. They were able to hold them to um, field goals, but it's hard to win a divisional round game when you just can't, they, they just couldn't get key stops. And a few of them, you know, of course, there were some controversial calls, but in the end of the day, you know, the defense just couldn't get stops when they um, needed to. Um, and, you know, the Rams just had the ball a lot more than the, um, than the um, boys did, and they just had more um, 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 opportunities. So I think at, at the end of the day, you know, they just couldn't stop the um, run, and that's what dooms them. Yeah, it's interesting. The, uh, the Rams were, were able to, to control both lines of uh, scrimmages, and that was a big factor in the game. But... Uh, Scott Linehan paid the price. He he was fired, and it looks like Kellen Moore is going to be um, 
offensive coordinator, and he's going to get the first crack at calling plays. And if that doesn't work out, there, uh, Jason Garrett uh, will return to calling plays. What what do you what's your take on the the Cowboys offense? How do you what do you um, see them having to do to get to the next level? Um, I think a lot rides on Dak. Um, I think we saw this year his upside and his downside. Um, I still don't think he is an elite quarterback. I think he is an above average QB, um, and I think. For him to get to the next level, he's going to have to be surrounded by a lot of good players. I don't think he's going to be able to carry the team on his own. Um, I think, you know, they they have Zeke, so I think their running game should be good. I think they have, um, I think, I can't, do you know if Coop is set to be a, a Cowboy next year, or is he a free agent this year? I'm not sure. That's a good question. But I think, I want to say that he's um, back, but if he's not, they need to do whatever they can to bring him back because he really um, he really changed their, their game and allowed them to run the ball more. And I think it would be wise to invest in another wide receiver during the offseason. Um, and, yeah, I think it's all going to depend on Dak. I think it's kind of getting to the point to where um, – you know, they're going to look to pay him, and if they are going to pay him, I think he needs to show that he can be an elite QB. And right now, I just think, you know, he's not quite there yet. And I think he's good, and I think he can get them to the divisional round. I think he's good enough to win them the um, NFC East, but I'm still not convinced that he's shown that he's good enough to get them to a conference, uh, to, to get them to the uh, Super Bowl. It's going to be an interesting season for, for the Cowboys. It doesn't appear like Jason Garrett's job is in jeopardy now, but there, there's a lot of rumors that Sean Payton is interested in, in being a Cowboy coach. He's very intrigued. Uh, the Jones love, love Sean Payton. So, you know, Jason, it's going to be another season where the Cowboys need to get off a good start. So those rumors, those rumors don't um, don't surface. But Cowboys are always interesting, always full of drama. Oh, yeah. And Philadelphia was down this year, but I don't think I expect them to be down, you know, for long. And I wouldn't be, uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they had a much better year um, next year than they did this year. So the Cowboys are going to need to make some uh, changes if they want to stay on top of the NFC. Yeah, and it, it's it's you know it's very early. This is we haven't gotten into to the draft or free agency, but if you look at it at paper, it's going to be the Cowboys and Eagles again battling for the division because the the Giants Manning is on his last legs. Uh, Washington with Alex Smith and the horrific injury, they both need a quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see if if either one of those teams try to to. Um, move up in the, on the draft board and get um, Haskins from Ohio State. Um, so that's something worth watching. So the AFC, can, yeah. Uh, if I can just ask you real, real quick, are you optimistic about the Seahawks um, in the next uh, few few um, years? Do you think that they can build on their strong year and potentially 
get back to fighting for an NFC West, uh, or are the Rams going to be the team to beat for the next few years? This is going to be that's a good question. Very, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with the Seahawks and the Rams next year or two. I'm very optimistic. Um, I think that the Seahawks, uh, a lot of people critique them for being such a run-heavy team. But if you look at the way the NFL has now evolved into the passing game, look what the Patriots and the Rams and the Cowboys did, the way that they were able to, to run the ball and win some playoff games. A lot of the NFL teams are going very light on defense to, to uh, rush the passer, to, to coverage. Um, I think the Seahawks, with their mix of run and pass, um, they take advantage in, in the run game like they did this year, just smash mouth, run it down the, down the throat. Now, I think we have an excellent balanced offense. Um, the one thing to, to, um, is a concern is Russell Wilson's contract situation, getting that squared away. But really, I think what, what the Seahawks need to do to get to the next level is add a few more um, defensive linemen, have some improved play in the in secondary. I think uh, Shaquille Griffin and Trey Flowers have the potential to, to be a solid um, secondary. Not anything like the Legion of Boom, uh, but improved secondary play, another um, defensive lineman or two. And this is an excellent draft for defensive linemen, and there's a good free agency pool for defensive linemen. The Rams, I don't know. In, in some ways, it scares me that Sean McVay is going to be the next Belichick, and they're they're going to build an unstoppable dynasty. But um, but I I I have a lot of confidence that the Seahawks can win the division next in 2019 or 2020. Well, the one thing I will say that will that stands in. I think that um, the NFC West will prove a much tougher um, than the AFC East has been for for the impasse. I don't think the Seahawks will end up being the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins, kind of the three dunces that have been trying to stop the past four, four um, years. I think the Cardinals are getting better. I think the um, Seahawks will be good. Um, so I think that the NFC West will not roll over as, as um, easy as the AFC East has. But, yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun if the Seahawks and Cowboys could be back in the playoffs and meet each other again next year. Absolutely. Only this time at CenturyLink. Okay. Oh. AFC. Uh, what, were, what were some of your thoughts on the AFC? Oh, I think my thoughts just simply are, you know, another year, you know, another path dominating, you know, it seems like each year a new team rises up to meet them in the AFC uh, championship, and each year it's the same story. Um, you know, right now they just can't be beat. I mean, they're just out, they outcoach the other team. Brady seems to be unageable. Um you know, and I commend the Chiefs. I think they had a great year. They had a really fun run. Um, I'm optimistic for where they're um, – I think they'll be back. Um, I know it was heartbreaking for a lot of Chiefs fans the way they lost. But, you know, it's still the past time. Um, I have to think we're getting to the end of their uh, window that this might be the last year or next year. But they've proven me wrong each time. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, still the past 
conference, and it very well could be next year also. Yeah, I agree. It, one thing I'd add, kind of what I was talking about earlier, was the Patriots taking advantage of lighter defenses these days. And the, as, as great as Brady played in, against the Chargers and the Chiefs, uh, the key to the Patriots and the key to the Super Bowl was their ability to run. Uh, they they just were able to get four, five, six, seven yards a crack and keep keep Brady in the offense and in very short, manageable um, distances. And when the Chiefs had the the Patriots in third and long three times in in overtime, Brady was able able to deliver. But earlier in the game, they were able to control the line of scrimmage, were able to to run effectively, and um, yeah, Belichick and, and Brady were were phenomenal. I do think the Chiefs the Chiefs will be back. Um, I was a little disappointed because they they fired their defensive coordinator, and there was a rumor that Rex Ryan was going to be the uh, coordinator, but they they decided to go with Smagnola. I thought that would have been that would have been awesome, um, but uh, it wasn't meant to be. All right, Super Bowl. Tanner, what 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 is what is your picks for the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, this was a hard one to pick. Um, I think it's going to be another great game. Um, though it seems like every Super Bowl the passer in is a great game, but I think it's a hard one to pick because you know, on the one hand, you know, you have this Rams, this young upstart team. I mean, I saw what their running game could do to the Saints and the uh, Cowboys. Um, I think their defense is better than people might give it um, credit for. Um, but at the end of the day, as tough as it is, I think I'm going to have to go with the up halves. I think, you know, I think the Chiefs are similar in a lot of ways to the um, Rams, and I saw how Belichick was able to pre, uh, you know, was able to prepare the defense. Um, obviously, the, Rams, the Chiefs ended up scoring a lot of points, but they were able to kind of, uh, to kind of, uh, to stop them in key um, plays, and I think at the end of the day, Brady will be the best QB on the um, field, and I think he'll find a way to um, win. So I'll say Patriots 31, Rams 30, and it wouldn't surprise uh, me if, like, if the game ended the same way as it did in 2001 with the Patriots driving down the um, field and scoring a field goal as time expires. Wow, that would that would be an incredible um, event for Brady to win his first and last Super Bowl with the last second second drive. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Rams, and and here here here's why I, I, I think that we I talked earlier about how the Patriots were able to control uh, the line of scrimmage and were able to run against the Chargers and the Chiefs. I think with the Rams, it might be a little bit different story. I don't think they'll be able to run as effectively. With the Rams you're top, talking about, you have to run against Aaron Donald in D- Dominican Sioux. Um, also, Tlaib, uh, when he is healthy, like he has been, makes a big difference in their secondary. I think the Rams will be able to contain 
the uh, Patriots ground game enough, forcing the Patriots into some long passing downs. And, um, you know, if, if the Patriots get in long passing downs, Aaron Donald is just, just a beast. Um, so I think that the Rams are going to win in a tight, a tight game, but I think that Sean McVay in Los Angeles will get their first tainted Super Bowl. We'll talk about that later. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say the Rams 30, 34-27 in a, a good Super Bowl, but I think, the unfortunately, the Rams win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is, it's going to be a great game. I was honestly tempted. I was tempted to pick the M Rams, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a great game, and I really think it might come down to who has the ball last. I will ask you, you know, if the Rams do win, will LA even care? <laughs> I think so. I think <laughs> uh, I think LA is a. Uh, uh, big uh, front-running town. When the Raiders, when the Raiders w- moved to Los Angeles in the early '80s, the the um, they won a Super Bowl, and the town shifted from a Rams town to a Raiders town rather quickly. Um, so I think, I think, yeah, I think people are gonna jump, hop all over the and break ankles. Jumping on the on the Rams Rams bandwagon, because the Lakers the Lakers um, are not yet at a point to dethrone Golden State. Um, the Dodgers have, they've been close, but they haven't pushed through a World Series, and and so the Rams winning a Super Bowl, you'll see you'll see the city go gaga over over the Rams next year. And I will say, I think if the Rams win the Chargers, chances of being a sustainable team in that town are done. Because I cannot see anyone in Los Angeles choosing to root for the Chargers after the Rams howl. Yeah, they're going to follow a similar path to the New York Jets, um, being the second banana in a town. So, um, I don't know. It really is a shame, because they had a great fan base, and... And, yeah, um, but they just couldn't couldn't get a uh, stadium built. Stadium so built. I think it's just unfortunate how the it's playing out, and I feel bad for the Chargers. Yeah, me too. Okay, switching switching topics. So, uh, um, you know, it's we're two thirds of the way in the Premier League. The, yeah. What are what are your thoughts? How do you see the last uh, thirteen or so games going, and who's gonna is Liverpool gonna hang on? I think they might. Um, I think it's been a very fun year so far. Um, I think Man City to me is kind of the epitome of the evil empire that the Yankees are here in the states. I know they haven't won quite as much, but you know they're backed by a lot of oil money from the. Um, you know, from some sketchy uh, sources, and, you know, they kind of just went in and bought a lot of uh, players, so it's, Liverpool's been fun. I mean, they're still a big, rich club, but it has a little more of an authentic field and, man, um, city, and they've been playing well. Um, they've been scraping out wins where they needed to um, get them. Um, they're four points clear now. Um, the two teams will not play each other um, 
I think they played the, play each other twice now, so they're done for the um, year. And I think that the four points will be enough for them to hold on. Um, but I think it's going to come down to the um, final weeks. But, yeah, I think it will be fun. And it will be the first time I think Liverpool's won, believe it or not, since 1989. So it'll be a long time coming to that um, club. Yeah, and I'm more, as a Southampton Saints fan, I'm more interested in the relegation battle. And I'm a, a little nervous, though. We're three, three points clear after uh, last week's result. Um, there's, there's been talk of uh, Charlie Austin transfer, which would thin us out at striker. Um, so it's another season. I think we'll be, we'll be safe. Um, but it's another season where it doesn't look like we'll we'll make the top ten. Yeah, and I will just say things are quickly going south for my team, the Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, uh, Kane, their striker, suffered an um, injury and will be out until March. Um, so they've had um, they're pretty thin right right uh, right now in their front. Um, and they're really kind of struggling to hang on. I think they'll still finish third or fourth, but it's looking like they're, they're not going to compete for a uh, title this year. So, and Tottenham, you know, for our listeners who don't know, they're kind of like the Jets of the uh, um, league. They won in 61 in dramatic fashion, kind of upset and shocked the world. And since then, despite playing in the big city and being a big money team, they have not been um, able to um, get back, so I'm still waiting for Tottenham to win the league. Wow, they are like the Jets. The Jets had <laughs> just uh, a few weeks ago celebrated their 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl, and wow. I feel sorry for the Chiefs because it looked like they were going to get to the Super Bowl, and next year is going to be their 50th anniversary of winning Super Bowl uh, four. So, wow. Yeah, it's been been quite a ride for some of those old American Football League um, teams. So before we get to listeners' questions, uh, listeners, all our listeners out there, we've got uh, some exciting podcasts coming out. Um, Tanner is going to organize our our MLB podcast, our preview. Yep. Um, yep. I try to get the great Brian from uh, Houston on the online. He's our Astros guy and maybe we can see if Stu our uh, Cardinals guy we'll, can get into so we might have some good Astros, Cardinals, Rangers, Mets talk but then we'll you know we'll cover all the um, teams and we'll be making our title picks and our pennant picks and our MVP picks so be sure to tune in. And then we uh, also are going to have a March Madness uh, podcast with our picks and we're hoping to get uh, a listener Barack in Illinois and GW up in Dallas to, to join the podcast since they're avid sports fans um, and big March Madness fans. And then, then um, in April, we're going to see if we can't get uh, Mr. Graves and Mr. Ed Warren, um, our NFL draft gurus online to go over... Um, our thoughts on the upcoming NFL draft. It might not be as glamorous as last year's draft when we had all those quarterbacks. It's uh, very heavy on defensive rush, defensive linemen, but uh, draft is always fun regardless. 
All right. I'm excited. So we've got we've got quite a few listener questions this week since we haven't done a podcast in a while. Um, the first one we got two from Dakota and Tucson, and she wants to know uh, what how the guys at KNA Sports Picks podcast would change the rules um, to to prevent the what happened in the Rams saints game for anyone that may have been, um, in outer space for the past week or so, there was a horrific call that was missed. The saints had, had the ball third, third and long with uh, about a minute 50 left. There was a clear pass interference, um, on the Rams. And not only that, it was a helmet to helmet play and current rules state that, uh, you know, pass interference is not reviewable. So, Tanner, what are your thoughts on how we could change, if you were commissioner for a day, how would you change the rules so that um, the Saints or a team like them don't get screwed in the future? Well, I belong. I mean, first of all, I want to apologize to all Saints fans because that truly was a terrible call. And I think if the Rams do win the um, Super Bowl, um, there's going to be an asterisk by their name, and I think a lot of fans will remember how the Saints got cheated out of that win. Um, I think, you know, I've long had issues with the way past interference is um, dealt with, um, but if I could make two big uh, changes, the first would be, you know, I know you can't review every PI call, but I think you should be able to um, throw the red flag and get the refs to look at it. I just think the fact that you can't, um, you know, you can't look at it is just ridiculous. I mean, pass interference is one of those calls that can completely change the um, game. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 yard plays. So the fact that you can't go back and look when you can go back and look at almost any other play is just crazy. So let the uh, coaches throw the red flag. Let them, if they think it's a bad call, let the refs go back and look at it. Um, and then I also would be in favor of changing it from a spot foul, which I think can have too big of an impact on a, a game into a 15-yard um, um, foul taking after a college ball. So I think those, those would be my two tweaks. And I just think the way pass interference uh, is dealt with now just completely changes the outcome of two. Um, you know, you have these judgment calls, and they can go for 30 or um, um, yards you can just see how they can completely change the um, game so I think that's it needs to be dealt with yeah I agree um, Bill Belichick has suggested before that all plays should be reviewable and I agree I don't know if you just add one more challenge that, that, that a coach has but I strongly believe that every play should be reviewable you can't have a play an obvious pass interference I know it's a judgment call but that was so clear and so egregious that and it, it, it caused the Saints not to go to the Super Bowl. I think you have to review. Every play should be reviewable. And for pass interference, uh, it, it, it should, the rule should be, you know, you can't overturn it unless it's, it's an obvious uh, pass inter- interference call. And I, I agree on the spot foul. I think... That it shouldn't be like an automatic 15. I think the ref should have uh, should have the ability to decide if it's 
15, or if a, if a guy's an obvious would would be a touchdown, right. then maybe it if they it would have been a touchdown if it wasn't for the pass interference and guy breaking free, then I could see that be a spot foul. But otherwise, I, I like the idea of a 15-yard uh, penalty. We need to kind of even out um, the the um, the defense offense. All the rules have been in place for the offense. I, I'm all for player safety, but something like uh, pass inter, pass interference. Uh, I think defensive backs need to have a little more leeway. There's too many ticky tack calls that are made, and yes. I, and I like the 15 yards versus the spot foul. Yes, I completely am on board, and I think that. Like you said, I hope the Saints can get back because I think that's going to sting in New Orleans for a long time. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, Dakota also has a question related to the Super Bowl. Uh, what are the guys' most memorable Super Bowl party? Sure. Um, mine is not the most memorable in a good way. Um, it was during the Patriots-Seahawks game. I'm sure you remember that game um but one of the greatest games probably ever played um and i was watching it at a friend's house it was my first year of um, school at san antonio um and he did not have a cable tv so we were streaming the game and we didn't realize but when we were streaming it we couldn't see any of the ads so we missed all the ads for the um that um year and then to make it worse you know, the quality was fine the, the um, whole game, but then the last 15 or, I think the last um, 15 or so, um, it started to uh, buffer. So on that final drive, when the Patriots were driving down the um, field, famously, or sorry, the Seahawks were driving down the um, field, and there was a famous um, kickoff. Um, it took us about half an hour to watch that because it's just so slow and it was just so painful to have this dramatic drive, but it would buffer, um, you know, each play. And I think even on the play where it was picked off, it buffered, so we were left hanging it, um, you know, if it was a, a pickoff or not. So that definitely taught me that um, streaming the games is fine, but make sure you have a reliable uh, connection before the uh, game. Yeah, yeah. I I was also watching that that game uh, streaming, and yeah, missed missed a lot of Super Bowl um, commercials. Um, my most memorable is Cindy and I had a couple um, Super Bowl where we went out when we were living in Dallas during their three out of four Super Bowl runs. We went to a, a couple couple parties, and and the town was just crazy about about the Cowboys on uh, Sundays, the town uh, during Cowboy games, it was a ghost town and those Super Bowl parties. And just even though I'm, you know, not, I like the Cowboys, but I'm not a Cowboy fan. Just seeing this, the city just get so enthralled and excited. And everyone, um, everyone was throwing, throwing parties, um, a lot of good food. So I guess, I guess that was being in, up in Dallas when the Cowboys were winning those Super Bowls. That was, that was memorable. That sounds awesome. As a Cowboys fan, this sounds like a lot of fun, and I hope we can have another one of those fun years sometime. Yes, that would be that would be awesome. Uh, after a Seahawks Super Bowl, of course. There we go. Um, 
<laughs> okay, speaking of food, uh, Cindy and Austin ask um, if there is a stadium, is there a food that's currently not served as standard stadium fare that you would like to see um, at a stadium? Well, I guess this might be, um, so I'm a huge uh, fish and chips guy, so I think I would love to see a stadium serve some good um, uh, fish and chips. I'm sure it might be more common across the uh, pond, but, you know, here in the States, um, I've yet to see that. But I think that would be a fun um, meal, um, especially if you're at a uh, football game, you know, during the cold to get some uh, fish and chips. And maybe if I went over to the coast, you know, there would be more. But I've yet to see that at a... Uh, at a um, Dallas game or a um, so that would be my pick fish and chips okay my pick would be um, Torchies for those that uh, are not living in the central Texas area Torchies has uh, traditional breakfast tacos but they also have lunch tacos with um, with various meats, you can all. There's also for our vegetarian listen, listeners. There's there's veggie tacos as well. Um, I uh, would definitely I would definitely have some sort of uh, torchy food option. Um, that's about my favorite, um, you know, non-traditional sit-down meal is would be torchies. Well, I think you might be in luck because uh, I think the uh, Astros ballpark added a uh, one this last. Yeah. So there's now a um so they now have one for fans to go to the um games. Wait a second. This is breaking news. You mean the Astros yep. have Torchies tacos? The Astros do, yep. Okay. I think I have a, a new second favorite team now. Oh no. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> Sorry, Rangers. Mets number one, Astros number two. Uh, okay, speaking of stadiums and locations um Cindy had another question if the nfl was to expand or any team would relocate which city would you like to see uh, an expansion or a relocation well this kind of might be out of left field but i think there's all this international talk about going over to britain and wanting to build there but i think i would go south and i would build it in a uh, mexico uh, mexico and i think um but that would be a great place to have a, a team. I think they already have one game each year in the Aztec Stadium in Mexico City. Um, and I think that would be a great place to have a, a team. You know, it wouldn't be as much. There would not. It's a huge. Um, I think there's 10 million. So it would be a great place to grow a, a fan base. Travel would not be as difficult, you know, as if you were having to cross the pond each week. Um, and I think there are a lot of uh, people there who already follow the um, um, sport, so I would not be completely building a, a base from scratch. So I think they should go south. I know our current president might not be a huge fan, but that would be my expansion choice. Yeah, I like that. That, that would be a huge advantage playing in Mexico City with the uh, elevation, kind of like the advantage that the Denver Broncos have. You know, I could see a team like the Arizona Cardinals um, move in. Uh -huh. I don't know, but an expansion, that would, that would be a good idea. My thought for expansion is being a, a Seahawk fan, I, uh, you know, following Northwest sports, 
I know how intense the rivalry is between the Portland in soccer and in the MSL oh, yeah. between the Portland Timbers and the um, uh, Seattle Sounders. I think a team in Portland, yeah, a team in Portland would be fun. That would be quite quite the rivalry. I know Portland is is kind of a small city, um, but they're they're um, they're growing. I think that would yeah. be an intense rivalry, and that that would be a lot of fun. Well, Portland might get a, a baseball team, so if they got a football team too, I think uh, between the Mariners and the new Portland baseball team and the football team, that could really grow the uh, rivalry into a pretty intense contest. So I think that would be a lot of fun. All right. And we have one final question from uh, Dr. Doolittle in Parts Unknown. He, huh. want, he wants to know... Um, his question is, if animals could talk, which animal do you think would be the rudest animal? Hmm. That's a good question, Doctor. Um, the rudest animal. So my thought um, of this, I, I was thinking about this when I, I read it. Uh, thank you, Dr. Doolittle. Uh, I would go with, with a cat. Uh, if you go to YouTube and, and search on Henri the cat, um, it's hysterical. I, I, I picture this this French cat smoking a cigarette, just scoffing, and you know, just being sarcastic and mean spirited, biting sense of humor. So I would go with a, a a cat from France. A cat from France. I can see that. I think I would go from my own personal experience with the seagulls. I think the seagulls don't really have a sense of personal space. Um, they don't really have a sense of property or what's yours and what's theirs. Um, they're not, they don't care if you're in the middle of a meal or if you're having a nice day on the beach, they're going to um, bother you. I just think of the seagull as kind of like if it could talk, it would just be this non-stop talking, this non-stop asking you for food, asking you for uh, favors, you know, like, your friend is always asking you for the ride to the airport and just never stopped asking you for four things and has no sense of personal space. So I think the seagull uh, would be pretty dang rude, but I've met some rude cats too, so I like that pick as well. Yeah, I like the seagull's pick. I could I could picture it as like, hey, buddy, got some food? <laughs> exactly, kind of such like a New Jersey type, you know, kind of that rude New Jersey accent never leaves you alone it's always pestering you on the boardwalk non-stop talking i want some food want some food want some find it right now all right, right. Now. good job so um tanner any final final thoughts as we head into the super bowl hype week yeah well i know kind of after the super bowl can kind of be a boring time in sports but i think um you know we might be a slow month or two, but then things should get started to pick up with baseball coming back, the draft, um, NBA starting to get exciting. So, still might be a while for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for some of our, our podcasts. Um, I'm excited for March Madness. So, I hope everyone enjoys the um, enjoys the big game, and I think you can expect great things from the KNA Sports Picks podcast in the coming months. Yes, and, and I'd like to point everyone out to our, our blog at knapicks.com. Uh, 
We're going to be writing a little bit about the history of the NFL and hopefully uh, get our good friend uh, Bill from Foxborough on the podcast to talk about a little history of the NFL. Um, you know, one thing I, I Super Bowl I look forward to almost as much as the game of the commercials. I'm a big fan of the Super oh, Bowl yeah. commercials, so I'm looking forward to seeing what Doritos, Budweiser, Geico oh, yeah. are up to. So yep. that's all good fun. Well, Tanner, thanks a bunch. And yeah, thanks you, for having me on. And all our listeners out there, talk to you soon. Signing off from KNA Sports Picks Podcast.